Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Mila and Lenny. Hello to Dina and Rudy, who just moved into a new house and are sharing a bedroom. And hello to Carrie and Abby from Perth, Australia. I'd like to wish a happy belated birthday to Grace from Kent, England, who turned 13 on July 25th. A happy belated birthday to Lucas, who turned six on October 23rd. A happy belated birthday to Theo from Toronto, Canada, who turned eight on October 23rd. A happy belated birthday to Brayden from Hong Kong, who turned six on October 27th. A happy belated birthday to Abby, who turned eight on October 28th. A happy belated birthday to Mia from Virginia, who turned seven on October 30th. Happy birthday to Micah from Edmonton, who is turning seven on October 31st. Happy birthday to Claire, who has a birthday on October 31st. Happy birthday to Wesley from Sagamore Hills, Ohio, who is turning eight on October 31st. Happy birthday to Penny from Glasgow, Scotland, who is turning seven on October 31st. Happy birthday to Maya in Ottawa, who will be celebrating her 11th birthday on November 1st. Happy birthday to Isabel DeCoro from North Yarmouth, Maine, who is turning seven November 1st. Happy birthday to Sienna, who is turning seven on November 3rd. And happy birthday to Eleanor from the Philippines, who has a birthday on November 4th. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Have you ever eaten too much and felt sick afterwards? In this story, Bernice has done just that. Bernice, Bobby, and Gertrude brought some of their Halloween candy to school and shared with each other. Bernice liked Bobby's toffee so much, she couldn't stop eating it. Now she doesn't feel so well. Bernice has a tummy ache. Mama Bear opened the front door of their home, patiently waiting as Bernice slowly walked in and sat down in the entryway to take off her sneakers. Why are you home so early, little bear? Papa Bear said as he walked down the hallway from the kitchen, where he was just starting to make a fresh batch of cookies. I'm going to head back to the office, Mama Bear whispered to Papa Bear as she closed the front door. Hi, Papa. I'm home early today. Bernice said quietly. I see that. Let's get your stinky sneakers and jacket off and go to the kitchen to see what the problem is. My sneakers aren't stinky, Papa. I checked today before I put them on. Okay, well, maybe you just have stinky toes, 
Papa Bear said, smiling. Papa! Walking into the kitchen, Papa Bear said, Why don't you have a seat and tell me why you are home early today, little bear? Well, I have a bad tummy ache, and my art teacher sent me to see the school nurse. She said I didn't have a fever and likely didn't need to see a doctor, but out of an abundance of caution, she was going to send me home for the rest of the day. I don't know what abundance of caution means, but they called Mama and she came to pick me up, Bernice said quietly. The nurse just wants to be extra careful because she wants you and all the other kids to be healthy and well. How do you feel now? Papa Bear asked as he touched Bernice's forehead. You don't feel hot, but I think I will check your temperature again just in case. I feel better, Papa, but my tummy still hurts a little bit. Papa Bear went to the drawer and took out the thermometer to scan Bernice's forehead and then asked, I wonder what made your tummy ache? What did you eat today? Well, Bernice said with a guilty look on her face. And? Papa Bear said with a smile while trying to look serious. Well, Papa, at break time, Bobby brought out his Halloween candy. And I brought out my Halloween candy. And we were going to trade. So I had one of his candies, and it was a soft toffee, and I just love soft toffees. And then what happened? Well, we just kept eating candy, Papa. Gertrude came over, and she shared some of her candy, too. She had some chocolate-covered chips, which were so delicious, and, well, I guess we just forgot to stop. We kept eating and eating. We ate a lot of candy, Papa. And a couple classes later, I started to get sleepy and my tummy started hurting. How are Bobby and Gertrude? Bobby went home too, Papa. But I don't think Gertrude felt that bad. She's a slow eater, so maybe she didn't have as much. Sighing, Papa Bear said, What did Mama and I say about Halloween candy? I know, Papa. You and Mama always talk about having one treat and eating fruits and veggies and stuff. But it was just so good, and it was hard to stop. You learned something valuable today, little bear. What's that, Papa? Laughing, Papa Bear said, Too many treats is not good for your tummy. Can you help me feel better, Papa? I don't want my tummy to hurt anymore. Well, I'm going to check your temperature again, and we'll try to make sure it's just a tummy ache. First, I'll give you some water to drink, and then closer to dinner, I'll make you some warm, weak tea and dry toast. No medicine to make me feel instantly better, Papa? Bernice said sadly. No, little bear. I think we will start with what my mama always gave me. And then if you don't get better, we will call our doctor. Are those cookies you are baking, Papa? 
They look yummy. Yes, I think they will taste yummy too. But I think it's best if we don't have any treats for a few days. Taking a drink of her water, Bernice let out a sigh and said, Okay, Papa. That evening, Bernice had a soapy bath, brushed her teeth, got into her pajamas, and crawled into her bed, pulling the covers up tight. How are you feeling after your soapy bath? I feel much better, Papa, but I do feel a little bit hungry. I'm sorry, little bear. I don't like when you feel hungry or uncomfortable, but it is a good sign. When your body tells you it wants to eat, it can mean that things are working well and you aren't sick. Can I have a big breakfast in the morning, Papa? You certainly can, but no treats tomorrow, okay? I will never, ever eat that much candy ever, ever again, Bernice said with a yawn. Never is a long time, little bear. We all make mistakes. What is important is to try our best to learn from them. I can still have some of your cookies, right, Papa? I would be sad if I couldn't have your cookies. Yes, little bear. I hope we can always enjoy cookies and milk together. Now, are you comfy? Yes, Papa, and I am super squeaky clean. I used that special rose-scented soap that Mama has, Bernice said. You did, did you? I'll be sure to tell Mama Bear that her fancy soap is making you squeaky clean, Papa Bear said laughing. Maybe I should use it too. You can't use this soap, Papa. It's for girls, Bernice said with a laugh. I think I can use whatever kind of soap I want. Isn't that fair? Bernice thought for a minute and said, Yeah, I guess so, Papa. Are your friends, Twigga, Wolfie, and Madeline ready for bed? They said they are ready, but I think we all need hugs before our story. I love giving hugs, little bear. Four big bear hugs coming up. Now close your eyes. Take some slow, deep breaths, and I will tell you a short story. Once upon a time, in a world full of magic and fun, there lived a brave little bear named Boo Boo. She lived in a large castle at the edge of a mystical forest. And in this forest, there were unicorns, fairies, gnomes, and all manners of insects, birds, and animals. It was a wonderful place. Her best friend was a young dragon called Kai Kai, and they liked to play as much as they could. The kingdom they lived in was full of people who lived in the meadows, those who lived in the hills, and those that lived in the forest and they all lived in harmony. On this day, Boo Boo, 
Kai Kai and Bluebell were at Bixie's place, hearing old stories, drinking some tea, and eating some sweet hard biscuits. Bixie, these biscuits are the absolute best. Is there a chance you might share the recipe? Boo-Boo asked. I'm sure if my father starts eating these, he might never stop. I'll have to write it down first. Despite all the books and papers I have around here, many of the foods I make are from recipes that my grand gnome told me years ago. Most have never been written down, Bixie said. That sounds like a fun project. You can make the food, and we can write down the instructions on how to make it, Bluebell said. Only if we get to eat what is cooked, laughed Kai Kai. I know I could eat these biscuits until they were coming out of my ears, Bluebell said, as she munched on another and took a drink of tea from the special cask Bixie prepared for her. Bluebell was a unicorn and couldn't pick up things in the same way Kai Kai and Boo Boo could. Ha ha ha, wouldn't that be something? That reminds me of an old tale, Bixie said, enjoying the fact that his treats were being enjoyed by his young friends. Oh, please share the story, Bixie, Boo Boo asked. It's in a book around here somewhere, Bixie said, rummaging through his library. Oh, I know you have to leave for home soon, so I'll just tell you a short version from memory. Once upon a time, there was a man from one of the faraway lands who dug up a big earthenware cask in his field. How this cask got buried in the field, no one knows. But he took it home with him and asked his wife to help him clean it out. First he scrubbed and scrubbed, but couldn't make it clean. Then his wife started brushing the inside of the cask, but she could not make it clean either. Oh, she muttered to herself, it's this old brush. If I had a new brush, I am sure it would become clean. And just then, the cask suddenly began to fill itself with brushes. No matter how many were taken out, others kept on taking their place. So the wife and the man started a brush-selling shop, and they managed to live quite well from the sale of all these brushes. One day, the man lamented about how no matter how many brushes they sold, they didn't seem to have enough money. That night, when his wife was counting their money from the day's sales of brushes, a coin fell into the cask by mistake. At once, the brushes disappeared, and the cask began to fill itself with money. Now the wife and husband became very rich, for the cask continued to produce as much money as they could ever imagine. Now, after a long time, since there was no time to do anything else, the husband grew hungry and weary of shoveling money out of the cask. So much money was being shoveled 
that he had little time for anything else. And what was often the case at this time? He just couldn't be content with what he already had. As he took a break from his shoveling and his wife took a break from her counting, he lamented that he would give this cask of money for a simple biscuit. If only this cask would keep producing biscuits, I would not hear this grumbling in my tummy. The next day after breakfast, when she was cleaning up their mess on their new grand kitchen table, a crumb from a biscuit fell into the cask, and the cask stopped producing money, and hard biscuits started pouring out. But this time, no matter if they took the biscuits out or stopped, they kept coming out. After a time, the biscuits overflowed their home, coming out of their windows, and from the weight of so many biscuits, the cask broke, and the man and his wife became just as poor as before. I think you just made that up off the top of your head, Boo-Boo laughed. Oh, I'm sure there was an old tale wrapped up in that silliness somewhere, Bixie exclaimed. Now, grab another biscuit, and off you go before your parents start wondering why you aren't home for supper. After all these biscuits, I'm not sure I can make room in my tummy for more food, Bluebell said. I know I have room, Kai Kai said, rubbing his belly. Laughing and with full tummies, they all started their short journeys home. And with that, Papa Bear gave Bernice a kiss on the forehead, adjusted her blanket, making sure that her friends were comfy too, turned off her lamp, and quietly whispered, I love you, little bear. And that's the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>